0: Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillcliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Jalen, what's up, man? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm I'm real good. Um, this was this was totally unexpected. I got a, a mutual friend of ours hooked us up, and was just like, "Hey, do you know Jalen Ramsey?" He's like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm a huge fan.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it too.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, dude, you you came on the scene like I, you're about as exciting as I've seen since Deion Sanders.
1: I see that every now and then.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, just one of those guys who's created like I mean, just headaches for opposing offenses, <laughs> and, and you're exciting as hell to watch. Like as a cornerback, that's rare to make such a name for yourself. I mean, I, I consider you and, like, maybe Revis Island, but uh, there's very few shut-down corners who seem like they're bigger than the game.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the main thing is, is, you know, playing the game, doing my job. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I got to have that personality, too. I got to have that
0: extra little extra little juice to go with it. Yeah, yeah, you do. Where, where are you from originally? I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Are you really? Yeah. And, and and what's uh, what made you go to FSU?
1: Um, it was just it just turned out to be the right situation for me. It was like uh, the coaches there at the time were good. Um, they were a te- They were a good team that was pretty young at the same time. So um, I just I thought I had an opportunity to to go in and help them win a championship.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if you looked up to like Deion Sanders. As a kid, um, and you were like, yo, I want to go play where primetime played.
1: Um, not really as a not really. I was a it's crazy. I was actually a Miami Hurricane fan uh the you Yeah, the U. All, all my life I was a Miami Hurricane fan and I was a uh Southern California fan, Trojans for all my life. And uh I was committed to USC for like 7 months. Um and then they had a uh, fired coach Monty Kiffin. And the whole thing started to go downhill. So um, I ended up decommitting in FSU. I I don't know. I just kind of fell into FSU's hands.
0: Yeah, look, I'm going to say this. It's for the good. Because most of those kids at USC, um, look, I've lived in Los Angeles for for 17 years. I I saw all of them at Hollywood parties, bars, clubs, where it was just like, shit, when are you guys playing football?
1: Exactly. It's I. I figured that it was probably like that. I did. That that's an aspect though of why I liked it so much. I mean, to be out in L.A., to be in Hollywood. So I'm sure uh, the guys who every guy who's went there, um, I mean, it's a legendary school, uh, and I'm I'm sure they that adds to that adds to the components right there. Like being you know, able to be in Hollywood, maybe run into a celebrity here and there, do shopping, really do whatever you want to do. Yeah,
0: because th- th- those guys like uh, Linehart and Bush and the Reggie Bush and those guys during their height of, of USC's glory um, in the mid-2000s, they were out at all the Hollywood clubs, so you would see them out, and it was almost as if they were local celebrities in the city. But I kept thinking to myself, I was like, dude, when do you guys practice? I see you out every single night.
1: Yeah, I bet. I mean, they and like you said, they were. Like, like Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, they were, all, they were celebrities. So, um, I don't know. To, honestly, being able to... Them being able to balance that was that's pretty good on 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 their behalf uh, to being able to be that good and still be a celebrity and probably going out every every other night or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like Linehart, like, look, if he would have spent more time practicing, he probably could have been a better quarterback. Reggie Bush had a long career, like he, you know, uh, he ended up in the game for at least ten years, which is saying a lot yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Who else recruited you besides FSU? Uh...
1: Literally everybody. Uh, Ohio they, State at all? Yeah, Ohio State did. I'm um,
0: a I'm a Buckeye, by the way. I graduated from Ohio oh, State. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio yeah. State did. I didn't like Ohio State though. One I didn't want I didn't want to play anywhere cold.
0: So I I you um, know, I get it. Like those the, dude, the winners are brutal and uh it doesn't lend itself to like, oh hey, I can train outdoors three hundred and sixty five days a year like like a Florida State can.
1: Right, exactly. I didn't I already was in Tennessee and Tennessee's not it's I mean it's not as cold as Ohio but it's also not it, it has a season it has fall it has you know spring it has winter so uh I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to be warm all the time
0: I get it I 100% get it. I'm, I'm a Georgia boy originally I just went because it was the biggest school in the nation and I just thought why not have like the ultimate college experience but I felt like that about FSU I've I've partied or or you know, spoke or traveled <laughs> to all of these schools. Florida State has that same vibe where everybody down there is a diehard Florida State fan in Tallahassee. Yep. And it's uh, the games are insane. The women are off the charts. Um, yeah, some of the hottest girls on the planet that go to school there. Easily Oh, it's a blast! Just oh, just a just an awesome time. What year did you come out of college? Were you a junior or a senior? Did you go to the full?
1: Uh, I came out early. I came out as a junior, uh, true junior. I did three years, um, and then came came right out.
0: Um, and and what number were you picked in the draft? Five overall. Five overall. Did you go?
1: Uh, yeah, I was there. I was in the green room. I was with. My mom, my dad, my niece, nephew, and my brother, and of course, like my agent. Um,
0: and I was in there with them, and
1: it was a good time. It was a, it's like a, it's it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So yeah, I was, I was there.
0: It is, and like I see, like you know, because the draft is coming up next month, and I see some kids skipping it and saying, "No, I'm going to be at home." I was like, "Man, if I had the opportunity to be at the draft and get picked in the first round, that that is one thing you will never forget the rest of your life." That's awesome that you ended up doing it
1: yeah one hundred percent I know for some dudes 'cause it was it's guys like that every year who are like, I, I don't know if I'm gonna go I, I might not go i think um I think if you know like almost ninety nine percent sure that you're gonna be a first rounder that you should go just because it's once in a lifetime opportunity, but if there's like a if you're a guy like on the border like okay, I might go in the twenties yeah or I, or I might go early second round next day, uh then I might not go just because. I understand. You don't want to be like the last one in the green room. You don't want to, you know, I mean, it's a whole bunch of possibilities that you don't want to happen.
0: And it's, so, a, it, uh, it, it's, it's a long time. Like that draft is a long time. Yeah.
1: It's a long time. Like like I said, I was a fifth overall pick. and yeah, I was still in the, I was in the green room
0: for an right. hour and a half. Man. And did you know you were going fifth overall, like before you showed up that day? Or as it went along, you were like, oh man, I'm going a lot higher than I thought I would or lower than I thought I would. Crazy.
1: I actually, the night before the draft, I had a dream that I was going number three, uh, to San San Diego at the time, the San Diego Chargers. And, uh, that, that was the one place I, I mean, it sounds crazy not wanting to go number three, but that was the one place I didn't want to go in the draft. Uh, so, uh. I was kinda of mad, not really mad, but all day I was like thinking about it, like man, I hope this dream don't come true. I hope that dream don't come true. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that I went forward to Dallas. That was what I was originally hoping, that I went forward to Dallas or I either um I either failed to number eight to go to come home to come to Tennessee. Uh but after Dallas didn't pick me my phone started ringing immediately, and it, it was Jacksonville. So,
0: man, ev- look, everybody wants to go to Dallas. That would have been the dream. I, I'm, I'm sure Jerry Jones is kicking himself that he didn't take you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he he had people. People always say, you know, it was between me and Ezekiel Elliott. So, I mean, that's if you got those two options. I mean, you can't really be mad at him for picking Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, I would rather him picking me, but. I mean Ezekiel Elliott things that he did immediately for that
0: team. Yeah, it's um, true. He's he's one of the best in the business right now. Right? Uh, right. Are you amps when jet ja- when you hear it's Jacksonville? Because Jacksonville's not being from Florida, you you know Jacksonville. It's it's not that much of a blast as a town. No,
1: no, it's not. Uh, I mean, recently this year, after we started winning a little bit, we started getting a little juice in the city. It was, uh, you know, it, the energy was high. It was like super positive. Uh it, it was it actually it got a little bit fun at times. I mean it was a lot it started to be more to do and things like that. But um before then I mean we weren't in a Jacksonville hasn't historically been a good team and uh yes, yeah, pretty dead city. Not much to do there. I mean there's the beach, a few places to go, but not much to do. it's not one of the most glorified places in Florida that you can be in
0: but at least you can stay out of trouble like it's a city that you can definitely stay out of trouble 100 percent you gonna are you gonna you gonna
1: if you get in trouble in Jacksonville that means you just that means you
0: just i mean I don't know you burnt down the strip you. club, yeah, you yeah, burnt down yeah. the strip club and then you, you threw a stack drunk. of cash out the window on exactly. the way out yeah exactly I mean being in Jacksonville,
1: you you won't get in trouble you're gonna save your money there's nowhere to really. I mean, blow your money shop or anything so i mean I, I guess it worked out for me i mean for the for the better
0: for sure and, and did a did a bunch of your old school friends from from fsu come over to jacksonville with you and be like all right cool he's in state he's you know relatively close at least
1: yeah so i'm only two hours. jacksonville uh, and where i live is only like two hours from florida state so i was able to uh i was able to go back to fsu um you know hang out with some of my best friends go to games when we don't have a game on a sunday um then they were able to come to my games on sundays too if they wanted to uh they weren't too tired or anything like that so it was cool um being that close and being able to uh have that fan base kind of follow me you know right up right up right up north a little bit to jacksonville
0: yeah yeah uh Growing up as a kid, was there a favorite team that you had besides the Cowboys that you were like, "Hey, because I w- with your personality, you could have been you could have been a just taking over the city of New York."
1: You know, I hear I hear that all the time. But being a Cowboys fan, no, I hated New York because uh, they were know, in the they, same
0: division. But I don't yeah, know if like the yeah, Jets yeah. are you know like if you look at the Jets and you are like, man, I could have lit it up and I would have been on every billboard in New York City,
1: man. I, I, I mean, you never know the end. I mean, and I still have years to play. You know, God, we they got years to play. But you never know what happens in the future. But uh, no, I was never a fan of any of those teams. I was, I was strictly only a fan of uh, the Cowboys, um, just because I mean that was America's team, and then growing up, they played the Cowboys games literally all the time on TV. And then um, I guess slightly, I sort of, I was a Titans fan just because uh, you know it was the local team, and I, those were the only you know, NFL football games I was able to go to as a kid and they were on T V locally all the time.
0: Yeah, were you a big fan of Steve McNair and Eddie George and those guys? Yeah, yeah.
1: Huge fan, huge fan of uh of, of those guys. Steve McNair's kids, they actually I went to the same high school as me. Um I mean they're a lot younger, but they graduated from the same high school as me. Um and then Eddie George I actually met him uh I think it was three years ago. Uh two or three years ago. He was um he started up a financial financial advisor firm, and uh, he was he was recruiting me to. Great guy, firm. yeah, he, yeah he, great
0: guy, great guy. And uh, I I worked with him on a movie, maybe I don't know eight ten years ago. And uh, he was always concerned with everybody keeping their finances in the NFL. So that that doesn't surprise me to hear that.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy, great guy, man. He, yeah. should, uh, he actually still keeps in contact with my dad all the time. So real good guy.
0: Yeah, he he he's the best who just genuinely wants the best for everyone. Cause you know, you can see a lot of guys get it taken advantage of and stuff like that. Eddie's just that dude who's just down, who's just like, hey man, here's the real situation. You need to treat it like a business, take care of your money and uh and yeah. go on about your your day. Um uh, how many how how many questions and how sick of are you hearing the Blake Bortles questions, by the way?
1: <laughs> um during the year it got uh I mean, it got a little out of hand because it was like every day or every other day when somebody wants to ask about Blake. But, uh, during the off season, I haven't even been back. I haven't really been back, uh, in Jacksonville. I've been home in Nashville for most of the time and I haven't really talked to any media or really, I haven't really talked to anybody about, about Blake at all. You know, I've been good lately.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like he, I I think he answered a lot of those questions during the playoffs and, uh, no, I, look. When, when they resigned him, Jacksonville, you guys, uh, nobody really bitched about it. Where they were like, "Yeah, he, you know, he he earned this this type of contract, and we'll see what happens going forward." And the the, the crappy thing to me is, you guys beat the Patriots. Like you, <laughs> you know that, right? Like, w- like you felt it when you were out there. Like, God damn it, we beat this team. Um, now, look, Patriots went on to the Super Bowl. Obviously, and they technically won on paper. But you guys beat the Patriots that day with Blake Bortles as your quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I agree with you. We, we had that game, uh, 100% in control until, um, I mean, just a, a, a few factors played a role into the the true outcome on paper. But yeah, we had that game in control.
0: Yeah, because I was—I'm a diehard Falcons fan. Grew up in Atlanta my entire life. I, I'm one of those people who would never go to the Super Bowl unless my team is in it. So I went to that Falcons 28 three collapse versus New England, yeah. and I, I felt the—I felt the exact same way when I was watching your game a year later. Was we, we beat the Patriots. Um, you know, he came back at the end and they got some miracle of God type plays out of out of Brady mm-hmm. and those guys. And that's the way I felt about you. And I was like, Man, as a fan, I left that Super Bowl game with a feeling of emptiness inside of me. I can't imagine what it's like as a player, especially when you know you won. You know you beat them. Like, can yep. you describe that feeling and what it's been like this offseason?
1: Um It's kinda been like, uh I mean it kind of sucked, right? Immediately it sucked. Right after, uh, of course, it stung for about a week or two. Uh, but then for me, I was able to go to the Pro Bowl, so I went to the Pro Bowl, and for me, that that kind of helped me get over a lot of stuff quicker than probably it did some other guys, just because I got to be around football one more week. Right. I got to be around like the elite of the elite. Uh, you know, doing something um that select few get to do. So it kind of helped me get over it a little bit, and then um after that, I kind of got come home and and be with my family and friends. So uh, I got over it quicker than other people did. But I know going going forward. I mean, I'm training super hard this off season. I already started, and I know uh, when we get back, uh, when we get back into the swing of things, when training camp and stuff starts, I know we all we all gonna have a little chip on our shoulder. We all gonna have something to strive for because we know uh, we know now. You know what it takes to get to that point, the AFC Championship game, to get as far as we got but uh we need one more step so we don't have to we don't have to push a little bit harder and grab some motivation
0: was there any falcons at the pro bowl who came up to you and said hey man <laughs> we're with you uh, and like you you beat them like you know uh because it's it was, un- it's indescribable what they're able to do for some reason
1: yeah yeah it was, uh i mean probably this, this won't be surprising at all but it was more than just falcons coming up to us it was It was like almost everybody in the league was was rooting for us. They were like, man, we wanted y'all to win, not them. All Uh, of us. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Everybody wanted us to win uh, and not them. And that's probably like the same for the Super Bowl. as Well, everybody wanted – everybody I know was going for Philly anyway.
0: Yeah, and because I I was in Vegas when you guys played – we had a gig in Vegas and uh, when you guys played the Patriots, and I went into the sports book and I bet on Jacksonville, and there was maybe a line of like 10 or 12 and they all looked at me and they were like, wait – you're picking, you're really picking Jacksonville. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think the, I thought you guys were going to win. Um, yeah. and, and the point spread ended up being like eight on that and you guys still won anyways for me. Uh, when I went and ca- <laughs> when I went and cashed my ticket, I was the only one in there and I took a photo of it. It, w- it was like the walking dead. I was like, Oh man, literally no one picks Jacksonville. Um, did you guys know that going in? Do you talk about that as a team in the locker room where you're like, man, no one thinks we're going to win this game. Let's just go out and tear their heads off. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was our message. Like almost
1: exactly. It was like, Hey, look, y'all like we, we got, we have nothing to lose. Uh, everybody already thinks we're going to lose. Uh, so, so if we win, we shock everybody. If we lose, I mean, that's what they thought anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. That's all the pressures on them. So let's go out of here. Um, let's have fun let's just leave it all out
0: on the line yeah and that's the way that game felt too where i was just like man they just keep going for it every down um and that's the way you should play against them um it, it, it was unbelievably exciting uh do you still do you still get together and watch the draft with your buddies and stuff like that like you know since the draft is coming up next month yeah yeah that's
1: like uh I think I think for just football fans in general, that's like a tradition that you get that you get with whoever your squad is, you get with your people, and you uh you just watch the draft, probably get some wings, probably get something to eat. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, we get it, We draft, get a whole spread.
0: See. Yeah, my wife comes in. We get the wings. We get all of it. It's cool that yep. you guys do it too. Yeah, same same thing. We we do the same thing. I mean, um, at the end of the day, yeah,
1: we, yeah, we play football, but uh, you know, we fans of it still. We still want to see where guys end up, uh, what teams we think got better, what teams, you know, may, maybe didn't make a good draft choice. So it's still cool for us to do that, too.
0: Yeah, who who are you hoping you guys pick up? Do you have your wish list of college guys that you're like, all right, we need this, we need this, we need this? Um, Man, I...
1: For us, we were so we we made such a big difference this year, like the culture change and everything like that. I just hope we get somebody um, who is you know used to winning, somebody who's you know from a winning program or at least used to individually winning, um, and who's just gonna fit what we are trying to do, like fit where we how we trying to take this team. Not really uh, specifically one position because I mean we made it we made it work with the guys we had on the team already, so we're gonna make it work. But uh, you know, adding key uh good pieces and, and some young pieces like our teams already young i think that will that will be good for us
0: some wide receivers i'd like to I'd, I'd like to see you guys get some wide receivers in there
1: yeah i think i think that's a that that's possibly a target for us i think uh wide receiver may be a target for us i think tight end will be a target for us um of o line will be a target for us i mean you can never have too many o lines to protect the quarterback who you just uh you know locked up with, on a contract um so so yeah, it'll be interesting
0: to see who we get for sure. Yeah, because I like I think you guys have the best defense in the league. Uh, I'm not saying that because you're on my show. I, I'm saying that because I, I think that's the, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the general consensus of everybody. Fournette is uh, you know he looked like a god his first year. I'm telling uh, you, he a beast. He he's going to be great. And I, look, I, I'm not a, I'm not as down on Bortles as everybody else is. If you can manage a game, he, you know, to me he. He appears to have the skill set of of almost an Alex Smith. If he learns to manage the game, and you guys get some better receivers, he's only going to get better and better. I, I think you guys are very—you don't need too many more pieces to be a Super Bowl contender every single year.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. And with them locking up Blake, I think that uh, you know now. That we know that we're not going out looking for a quarterback, a free agent quarterback or anything. Yeah, we, we could possibly get a, a rookie quarterback to uh, come and compete and learn under Blake or something. But other than that, I mean, if, if we're going to stick with Blake, we got to go get them pieces around him to help him even more. Our defense, we're going to keep doing what we got to do. We're going to keep working together. Hopefully, everybody can stay with us and stay together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just getting some more pieces uh, around Blake to help him and uh, help Leonard lead that offense. That'll, that's, That'll be the key, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. Well, how How were your draft numbers when you were in the in the combine? I was watching the combine uh, over the weekends. What was your forty?
1: My forty was a four four one. Four. That was my um, that was my fastest one, a four four one.
0: What about vertical?
1: Uh, i 41 and a All a half. All right, and how about bench? Uh, I did the bench press 15 times. I think it was 14 or 15. It was pretty, it was average. That was that was my most average, uh, uh, number. It was the bench press. D-
0: did you see the Shaq, uh, the numbers that were put up by Shaq Griffin by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I was joking
1: with my, uh, I was joking with my mom. I was like, man, the, the guy with the prosthetic arm, he, he did bench press five more times than I did it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. His, he's a beast though. He's a, he's a, and, and yeah, he got the prosthetic arm, but he actually a good football player. He's I, I've watched a couple of uh, UCF games just because well, one of my teammates, well, Blake is, he's from UCF and uh, AJ Bouye, the other corner on the other side of me, uh, they're both from UCF. So they always used to try to say UCF was the best. Uh, they were the best team in Florida, better than Florida state, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I, I actually watched a couple of their games and he actually a good ball player as well. He's not just, you know, he's not just like some Cinderella hype story. He's actually a good football player.
0: No, nah, it's great. He, he's going to be one of the great storylines of the draft. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield is another one. Uh, but what about you? Is there any college guys that you're still friends with that are coming up in the draft that you're excited to see where they they end up? Yeah, so
1: what, like my one of my best friends, like, will end up being, uh, you know, my kid's goddad one day, Derwin James. He uh, Of course, he's from Florida State. So we were, we were, we've always been super close. Um, he did super good today in the combine. He ran a four four seven. He jumped a forty inch vertical. He did the bench press twenty one times. Uh, he's a two hundred fifteen pounds six three safety. Wow. Um, he did he did really good. He's projected the first round. I'm excited to see where he ends up. And never little. Hopefully he end up he he end up in Jacksonville with me.
0: How crazy um, would that be?
1: I know. I'm telling you that'd be that'd be what's up right there. Uh, I'm looking forward to see where Lamar Jackson le- lands and uh, how Same. he does in the NFL. Just because, I mean, there's a lot of speculation going on with him right now. People want to put him at a different position. Um, you know, even though he's he's done really well at quarterback, he's put up some crazy numbers at quarterback. At his time being in Louisville, and me personally, I played against him um, when I was in was in college, my uh, junior year, I
0: think my last year. Uh, what, what were your th- What were your thoughts on him? Yeah, when you played against him.
1: Uh he actually he I mean, he did good against us. He we beat him of course, but uh he did real good. He uh he was he was basically their offense. Like um they didn't I mean they didn't really have as many weapons uh as other teams had around him. Like he didn't really have the receivers, he didn't have the running backs that could make him that could go make a play and make him just look even better than he is. But he won Heisman um, off of the team he has. So um I think he's good.
0: I, I do too. I think he might be a little thin. Like I, you know, if he took off running and somebody like you came and lit him up, um, I boy, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you know as his body develops and he gets bigger, um, you know, look, all of these quarterbacks to me are, are a couple, two, three seasons away. But the NFL doesn't seem to want to spend the time develop, de- developing these guys anymore like they used to.
1: No, the NFL is a is a right now league. It's like. They want everything right now.
0: Yeah, um, especially from I mean, a quarterback because you're paying them so much money. You expect right. them to be the face of the, franchi- the franchise. And you look at guys like Carson Wentz and them, and they're like, I don't understand why you can't be the next Carson Wentz.
1: Right. See, that, and that's what makes it hard because uh, you see guys do that, like, year one. Carson Wentz. Um, even this year, Deshaun Watson did it until he got hurt. Yeah. You see guys who actually do it, so they're like, shoot, we want that. But then there's also guys who are good doing it the second year. Jared Goff. Um he wasn't ready year one, but last year he had a good year. He was in the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Um Kansas City's sorta of doing the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. They, I mean he didn't play last year. Alex Smith was still the head guy. And now this year they they've already said, All right, we're gonna we're gonna roll with Patrick Mahomes. Like so we'll see how he does this year. Sometimes it pays off if you do it that way.
0: It does. It does. Is there a quarterback out there that's got your number where you're like, Man, I can't face this guy. I can't tell where where, where he's going every time.
1: Um, I think, uh, well, ah, man, I think, uh, of, of course, Tom Brady, uh, he's the, I think he's the best quarterback ever to play the game. He, he was very good. Uh, hard to read him. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. I can, I can understand why now after playing him. But also uh, a dude in my conference, like Marcus Mariota. I thought Marcus Mariota. For some reason, the Titans, have a, they have our number. He just does a good job as being a leader to their team, managing the game, kind of like you were just talking about. He he does a good job with that, and they have our number. They, I mean, they beat us three out of the four times that we played, and the one time that we beat them, Marcus Mariota got hurt. So that's why I say Marcus Mariota has our number. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson um we played him one time last year just because he got hurt he was hurt the second time we played him but um the the one time we played him he didn't even start the game uh tom savage started the game he came in after halftime uh while we were already up like <sighs> by 30 points he came in immediately his first two drives took took him down the field they scored uh they scored two quick times took him down the field so i think over the years to come him and deandre hopkins they're gonna be a they're gonna be something we got a key on when we play the Texans twice a year.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I look I had him in fantasy football. He was my starting quarterback to Sean Watson. I was annihilating people. And it was the yeah. it was the greatest thing ever. And then I got a weird text like the dan dan na on my phone from ESPN like, oh, you have an ESPN alert. Deshaun Watson uh, torn ACL and brax. done for the year. Sorry about Man. your life. And uh, I could I couldn't believe it because um, you know it's it's rare to see a, a guy like him get hurt in a non contract drill in, on a third exactly. on a Thursday um, afternoon. And uh, it, yeah, it was shocking.
1: It was yeah, shocking. crazy. Whatever um, drill they whatever drill they were doing, I guarantee they won't be doing that no
0: more. No, no, for sure, for sure. You're you're notoriously one of the best trash talkers in the league. Did you tr- did, <laughs> did you even attempt it against Tom Brady?
1: I did actually. Yeah, crazy. I did. Uh, I did during pregame, and I did during the actual game. Uh, I mean, of course. I mean, think about trash talking. You can only really trash talking if you're uh, if you're winning. So th- while we were winning, I was trash talking, but. Uh, as soon as they started to come back and stuff, I was trying to focus up, um, getting a different zone, and and then once they started winning, of course, that was the end of the game. So
0: yeah, did talk. did he respond to you at all? Uh,
1: at the beginning of the game, he did. Yeah, he did. He, uh, I think I remember him saying something like, "I'm gonna come at you," like I'm I'm coming at you early in the game, and uh, I don't remember exactly what I said back to him, but I was probably like, I probably said something along the lines of, I, you know I hope you do, and I guarantee us a win" or something like that. But he <laughs> didn't. Uh, he didn't come. At he he didn't come at me a lot during that game at all.
0: Uh, who else that you can't is the best trash talker besides you that you just can't get inside their head? Uh, Antonio Brown. He was really
1: good. He was. Uh, I mean, and kind of going back to what I just said when you're when you're doing good when you're holding your own, uh, you got a little leeway. You can kind of talk a little bit, and people can't talk to you as much. So uh, that's why he would. He, I couldn't really get in his head because he was still handling his business.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he looks like a beast out there. Oh, he is, he is, for sure. Because he's not the biggest guy, and you wonder why he's torching everybody. And, and you know, at least me, I sit home and think, man, he's got, he's got to have the best ability there is because nobody can seem to touch that guy.
1: I mean, he he's a combination of everything. Yeah, he's not big, uh, but he runs his routes good, he's fast, he catches, his catch radius is crazy. He catches anything that Big Ben throws his way um he just he's good at judging the ball has good eye control i think he's just a, a good all-around receiver
0: yeah i did too we we have julio jones on our team you know who's uh who's great but he's not he's still not on antonio brown's level for some reason and you would you would look at a guy like julio jones with the the physical capabilities that he has and you're like Why i don't understand why is he not putting up the same numbers as antonio brown
1: yeah i don't i don't, I don't know i think julio's He's one of the top at the game too. To be honest with you, I, I I like Julio's game a lot. Uh, but they're just different players. And then at the same time, you gotta that that quarterback wide receiver relationship's big too. When you getting when you getting the ball fed to you, uh, fifteen plus times a game like AB is, then uh, you gonna put up better numbers than somebody who's only getting the ball maybe eight times a game.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, wh- let me ask you, what's your uh, your owner's like? This guy seems, I mean, every time you see him, he looks like he's ready for, for the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. Uh, is he a cool guy in real life? Like, would you hang out with him on the rag on the weekend and be like, hey, man? I could. Really? I could. Yeah, yeah, he's that cool. He's, he's super cool. Him yeah, and his son.
1: Uh, Sean and Tony, Tony's your son. Uh, they super cool, man. They, I mean, they just chill. What I mean, what you see is really how they, how they are. They cool. Uh, always
0: got, always got their swag right. Like they going to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, yeah, I he's mean, got the the mustache. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even know how long that takes to get ready. He's also the first owner that installed. Uh, is it is it hot tubs in the stadium or or a pool? Do you guys have a pool got down the there? Pool. Yeah. yeah, he
1: got pools in the, in the stadium. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, he's cool, man. He's super cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, let me get a prediction out of you. How many years until you're Super Bowl champion?
1: uh I, 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 this year. I don't think we're gonna have to wait too much longer. Okay. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, if I don't if I don't believe in it, nobody else will. So I definitely believe it'll be this year.
0: That's true. That's true. And uh one more before I get you out of here. Uh since you've become I would I would like to say this in this year in particular, one of the faces of the NFL. Everyone's excited to see you. You're popping up in all these interviews. You're all over TV. Is there a celebrity crush that you have out there where you're like, man, can 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 Home hit me up? Yeah. I mean I mean,
1: I remember when I first got the blue check on Instagram and Twitter, I DMed Rihanna because I was thinking I was thinking that maybe you know uh, once you get the blue check, like all blue checks, notify they notify each other. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I didn't. I in the Rihanna DMs, but I ain't had no luck with that.
0: <laughs> you, uh, I think it's uh, who, jo- Joel Embiid. He's got no luck yeah. with with Rihanna. It all comes back to Rihanna, doesn't it? White, black, it doesn't matter what race you are. Rihanna cuts matter. through everyone. I'm telling you, man, she could heal the country on her own. Like that's how hot she is. I guarantee it. She is that. All that in the back of chips. Oh, man. Look, you keep putting up seasons the way you're putting up seasons. I, I have a feeling uh, she'll connect with you sooner sooner than later.
1: Yeah, we need Rihanna to hear this and Hit me up on Instagram or something. Rihanna, hit me back.
0: on
1: need uh, <laughs> your DMs.
0: Where can people find you on social media? Uh,
1: anybody can follow, follow me. Uh, it's just my name, Jalen Ramsey, J-A-L-E-N-R-A-M. S-E-Y that's Facebook that's Twitter that's Instagram Snapchat. anything Always awesome
0: awesome well hey man I, I appreciate you doing the show you're, you're one of the rising stars in the NFL and I, I think uh, God willing injury free and, and on your way to, uh, to a Hall of Fame career my man
1: I appreciate you, man. And I appreciate you having me on here. This is cool, man. Yeah.
0: do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. Huge huge fans. Uh, Much continued success. Have a great day, buddy. Appreciate you too, man. All right. Bye-bye.